Does your writing feel more like spinning your wheels than making any actual progress towards your goals? Are you not even quite sure what your writing goals are? If that's you, you're not alone and you're in the right place. My name is Amy Simon, and this is the Purposeful Pen Podcast, where we uncover how to build a writing life that brings joy to us, glory to God, and benefit to others. This episode is part of a series called The Journey to Clarity. I've interviewed a variety of Christian writers who have a clear idea of who they write for and what exactly they have to offer that reader. Many times, as we're working through that process for ourselves, it seems like it should be a clear, straight path. Shouldn't we just know one day who we're writing for? Maybe you don't have a clear idea of who that reader is, you aren't sure how to get there, and you feel like you just must be doing it wrong. I want to assure you that you're not doing it wrong, it just isn't usually a straight, clear path. In these episodes, these writers share their own journeys of how they found that clarity. And in most cases, it didn't come as a lightning flash or an email from God. It was a winding process with detours along the way. So I hope these stories will encourage you. All right. Hello and welcome to The Purposeful Pen. And today I am chatting with a good friend of mine, Rose Jordan. Thanks, Rose, for coming today. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to this. Um, Rose and I have known each other for a little bit. I don't even know how long now. Over Uh, a year. Maybe right out of here. Yeah, something like that. We have, um, we met in a writing community and we've done some collaborations together and um, all sorts of fun stuff. We help to keep each other accountable. So Rose, tell us a little bit about yourself to get started. Well, I'm a wife of 28 and a half years, a mom of almost that. Um, I'm born and bred Texas girl. I love the outdoors. Um, I am director of tourism um, in Mineral Wells, Texas, where I currently live. And as far as I know, I'm the only director of tourism that lives inside one of our attractions. I'm a, my husband and I are park hosts at our one of our state parks here. So that's a ton of fun. Uh, you know, in addition to that, I am a, a Christian communicator, a writer, you know, an artist, creative. So yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so who is it that you write for and what is the message that you offer them? Yeah. So I write for Christian women um, at different areas. It, it doesn't matter uh, how long you've been a Christian, but women who come to me are seeking me out because I help develop a a devotional life that is meaningful for you. And the end goal is not the devotional life, though um, at Beneath the Fig Tree, the, the slogan is cultivate a devotional life you love. The end goal is that when you have a devotional life that you really love, um, the byproduct is the deeper, more meaningful, more tangible relationship with God. That's the end goal. But the tool that I use to help women get there is cultivating a devotional life. Um, And then specifically, I write with my nieces and my goddaughters in mind, because it took me years, um, most of my life, 
not really having that relationship with God that I knew I was made for, I was craving, and I had seen other people have, and I just couldn't figure out how to get there. Um, and so I don't want my nieces and goddaughters to have to go so long without trying to figure that out. And I want to walk them through that and be there. I haven't found a better term for it right now, devotional life mentor. I'm looking for a better way to say it, but really that's what I am. I'm mentoring people through their devotional life. Yeah. That's so neat. And I love the fact that your reader isn't necessarily like one specific demographic. It's not like specifically new Christians or mm. women who are in their forties who have been Christians for a while. Yeah. Like it's not that narrow yeah. and yet it's still very specific. Yeah. Like it's that person who wants kind of a, a refresh or a start from the beginning in how do I connect with God? Yeah in a way that's meaningful to me, right? Is that kind exactly. of sum yeah, that absolutely. up? That's it, yeah. So very cool. So I'm guessing that you probably did not wake up one morning and say, oh yeah, this is it. It's beyond no. victory and here's what we do. Yeah. Like, Tell us a little bit of the story of yeah. how, how did you get there? How did you start yeah. writing? And well, Yeah, I would say I've really been writing in some form my whole life. Um, you know, I was writing stories, writing poetry to just get out of me what was inside me. So I've really been writing in some way or another really all of my life. But um, this particular message, um, I started writing in 2016. And um, so I actually will kind of have to back you up a little bit because this message was born out of my own experience um, in my Christian walk. Um, I, you know, like I mentioned just a minute ago, I went years, well, until, you know, 2014, 2015, 2016. And so I'm 47. I think I just had a birthday. I think I'm 47. I and so what is that like <laughs> six or seven years ago? So if I'm 47 now, and we're talking six or seven years ago, 40 years, I was roughly 40 years old when I finally came to a place where I had that relationship with God that I had been craving my whole life, but I didn't have anybody to show me how. Um, there were Christians, Christian women in my family, um, but just because of um, family situations, uh, I've really kind of been on my own since I was just a teenager, and so I didn't have anybody walking me through that, and I would pray for years. I prayed, God, send me a mentor. Send me somebody, and um, people just didn't know what to do with me. I think they were willing, but they didn't know what to do, and here's why. We've gotten away from that Titus 2 model. We've gotten away from that teaching by living it out together, the community example, and so um, in 2016, I kind of came to this place where I realized I finally have that relationship. Like, it's real to me. Like, God is as real to me as my husband standing next to me. My conversations with him are just like conversations with any other human. They're, it's very tangible to me, my relationship with him. And it is, um, it's so real in my life that I can't even... I can't even like separate God out of my life and exist. I don't, I don't know how you would do like, I just can't, I, my life is in God. Um, and so when I realized that I thought, I can't believe that's happened. Well, how, how did, how did that happen? Like, how did I get to this point? Because I wept for years craving that, that relationship and just not knowing how to get there. And so um, I kind of started looking back over 
just kind of the relationship and it's kind of hard to explain that but I just kind of was looking back over kind of the incremental monumental moments with God the big kind of aha moments where things changed where I actually started to transform in my relationship and experience him more and so once I got to that point then I started realizing there were kind of some key indicators or um, in fact, the first time I wrote a blog post about it called six keys to a devotional life you love. There were really kind of six keys to a devotional life that, um, you know, we think traditionally of, of devotional life. And I, I have stepped away from the term quiet time because I think that that's part of the problem. When, when we hear quiet time, we think, okay, we have to go off to the designated spot at the designated time with our Bible, a journal, and a pen, and that's quiet time, and there can't, you know, we can't, that's not really how relationship works, any more than your relationship with your kids, or your husband, or your friends, um, that's not really how relationship works, yes, sometimes we have that, but most of the time, it just happens through day to day. And so um, while, yes, that dedicated time of reading scripture, dedicated time of praying, those are non-negotiables. They happen. But but if if you're trapped in the mindset of that's the whole kind of package of having a relationship with God, it left me anyway dry and empty and longing for relationship. And so um, when I really kind of looked back, yes, Bible is one of the keys. Yes, prayer is one of the keys. But there were other parts to the to a devotional life. There were other parts to the devotional life that really add to that. They add the flavor. It's like, you know, you don't always just go to the movies with your husband. Sometimes you go hiking. Sometimes you go kayaking. It's it, to me, it's the same way with God. So that's really kind of where this message in me came from. Um, and it is the message that I kind of live and breathe. Um, yeah, <laughs> so so there's that. Um, and then once I discovered kind of those keys and, and really like God just kind of walked me through and helped me flesh that out, then I started, I reached out to a dozen, 10 or 12 women that I knew. And I said, hey, um, I feel like God has something for me to share. I would like to take some people through the content um, and, and just kind of the pillars. It's my, those six keys. That's kind of the pillars of the content that I write. It's also about to become a, a highly interactive Bible study type workbook kind of thing. So that's probably more than you wanted to know. <laughs> no, that's great. That's great. And I love that um, it came from your own experience. I think I see it a lot when I coach writers to figure out, okay, what is this message that I'm wired to yeah. offer someone? Who is this reader? And most of the time, if not almost all of the time, it comes from our own experience. It comes yeah. from a place of, I needed this. Yeah, I went through this. I dealt with this. I think I kind of have this figured out and this meant yeah. so much to me. And so now I want to offer it to someone else. And yeah. so, yeah, totally. And I think I, I so relate to a lot of that because having a quote, quiet time can feel like, okay, I checked this little box in the morning and I yeah. did my little devotion thing. Now I'm going to go on with the rest of my life. Right. And it's like, and you know, an hour later is like, wait a minute, what, what verse did I read? Yeah. Like, yeah. How do we make this part of our 
our yeah. actual like day-to-day life right you know so um where did the term the title uh beneath the fig tree come from I know there's a scripture reference to it but yeah. how did you get yeah. there so initially um it was the fig tree itself is a symbol for devotion or you know time in prayer and time in scripture so initially it just came from it was a symbol you know we're I'm a very visual person so it was a symbol and so that lent itself to a name and then obviously beneath the fig tree or under the fig tree that does come from um the passage in John 1 I think it's like 45 through 51 where um Philip went to Nathaniel and said, that one we've been praying for, he's here, come and see. And so um, it was really cool because like I said, it started out with just because that symbol was a really tangible symbol. Um, But then later as I got to really reading through the scripture, that passage of uh, Nathaniel's encounter with Jesus, it was just like, it was almost like walking through the keys of devotional life. I was like, okay, God, this is really cool. So, um, you know, he's, when he starts out with Nathaniel, he's like breaking mindsets. Nathaniel's like, what good can come out of Nazareth? And so Jesus is like, well, (laughs) I tell you. And so he's like breaking mindsets. Well, that's the first key for a devotional life you love is dealing with those wrong mindsets, like quiet time or, you know, those kinds of things. And then um, it's learning to hear God. The next key is learning to recognize God's voice and learning to recognize how he relates to you uniquely. Um, And he did that (laughs) with Nathaniel. Um, And so it just kind of kept on um, as I started really going through that scripture. I'm like, the keys were there. I I just didn't know them. You know, I had already figured out their kind of process through the keys. I say that, but Holy Spirit obviously dropped those into me because it was later that the scripture connected with it. But that's really where fig tree, the beneath the fig tree comes from. That is very neat. Now you are an artist also, right? So how does that play into your writing? Like yeah. I've, I've seen pictures of their pigs, right? <laughs> Yeah. So I am a creative in general. I love to paint, to write, do design work, you know, do graphic, um, graphic media and those kinds of things. So I I am just in general a creative. Um, my main art form right now is watercolors. And that's kind of what you're seeing behind me. I'm in my studio here. Um, and so right now, and this is kind of just like devotional life, like what works for me in this season is probably different than it did two years ago and is different than it will be in the next season. Um, right now, <laughs> my favorite art form is, is uh, watercolors. Um, but the thing is, when I come to my studio and paint, I'm not just painting, it is where um, I hear God a lot. Because when you access the creative side of your brain, it frees you up and it gets you out of those, you know, when you're thinking about um, talking about mindsets, like, you know, this is the way things go. This is where we're But when you access that creative side of your brain, these walls fall away and you kind of are free. You're more free. So you're able to access creative solutions. You're able to hear God better. You're able to kind of trust those things in yourself better. Um, So when I'm painting or creating in really whatever way, um, it's really just me spending time with God, which is an example of 
you know, what I'm teaching in Fig Tree, you find what you love to do because God created you to love the thing. And I believe it was so he could enjoy that thing with you specifically. So um, it does also show up, you know, a lot of these uh, paintings are in you know, graphics inside the blog or being used in emails or being used on social media. So there's that. Um, and then I do a lot of like, I'll paint usually little four by six postcards and I'll just come in and paint a series of them, not knowing who they're for. I'll wrap them up, stick them in my purse. And then whenever God leads, I'll just like, he'll highlight somebody and I'll say, I think I'm just supposed to give this to you. <laughs> or sometimes I don't even want to tell them, I'll just like slip it in their purse or drop it on their seat. Or um, so it is very much a part of just my relationship with God, you know, where I go kayaking with Brandon, I go painting with God. <laughs> so it's that kind of thing. That's neat how it comes full circle. Yeah. You know, like it it's your personal right a way to to worship and to connect with God, but yeah. then you also use it in um, sharing your message with others and helping them to, to see how all this works and, yeah. and goes on your website and, and all the places. And I love how God puts all those things together yeah. and wants to use us as he uniquely designed us. You know, exactly. those are all pieces of the puzzle. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's so fun when those just all come together. So then you also, you have a community, right? I do. Yeah. So it's a Facebook group um, called the Figs Community, Beneath the Fig Tree, the Figs Community. And that's where we um, we kind of walk out this stuff. So, you know, you have these moments with God. I call them aha moments. Um, and you're just like, you've got to share it with somebody. And, um, you know, we don't always necessarily have somebody easy. The Facebook group is for that. So we share our ha-ha moments with God. We encourage each other. We pray for each other. Um, right now, I'm dropping script, what, what I call scripture cultivations. Some people would call it a scripture writing list or a scripture reading list. So you can do either of those with that, but it's more. And so I just call it scripture cultivations. And so each month I'll drop those like in the email, but in then the Facebook group, I'll do one week of scripture at a time. And so sometimes they'll just, and, and my encouragement to everybody is do what works for you with it. So some of them will just copy the scripture, take a picture and share it. Some of them will pull phrases out of it that meant the most and do a little bit of journaling and they'll take a picture and they'll share it. And not everybody takes pictures of their, uh, you know, their quiet times or their devotional life or anything and shares it. But um, it is a, it's a place for just building relationship with each other and with God. And it just gives everyone a community, a safe place to kind of explore and learn and navigate devotional life together. That's great. And I also, I like how, you know, for, for each person who's a writer, creative out there, like your expression of that and how you put that into practice for your people is going to look different. You know, some yeah. people are public speakers and yeah. are writing a book and, yeah. um, you know, but for you, the community thing made the most sense yeah. to, to cultivate for lack of a better word, yeah. your, your people and to help them to take the next step in, in, um, growing that devotional yeah. life. Yeah, and I do I do do some speaking. Um, I actually have in the last few months developed a, a um, 
creative journaling workshop that has been a lot of fun. I've been doing those in person. My plan is to get the uh, put that into an online format so that people can access it anytime. But so I do a little bit of all of it, you know, do like podcasts with with um, other people or guest posts. But yeah, I mean, I'm if God opens a door for me to share the message in whatever way that looks like speaking, writing, whatever. I'm going to say yes, because uh, this is his message anyway. So, yeah. So maybe this is an obvious question, but like, how have you found it helpful to know this is the person that I'm supposed to speak to? Yeah. Well, for me, it helps me to keep my um, writing more personal and conversational. Uh, If I'm just writing in general, if I'm just like writing a Bible study, if that's the mindset I'm in, I can start to write more um I wouldn't say academically but it's more sterile it feels more textbooky but if I know that I'm writing to somebody specific um you know my goddaughters my nieces myself 10 years ago when I'm writing to them I I keep it it's personal it's conversational it's accessible um a lot of people will tell me um even if they've never seen a video I've done or they've um never met me in person they'll tell me when I read I feel like we're having a conversation together I feel like we're just a couple of girls having coffee that's my goal this I'm not I'm not trying to be a teacher an authority I'm just trying to be your friend so that knowing who I'm writing to, that keeps me doing that. It keeps me really personal. And having that specific person in mind, like an actual real life for you. Yeah. Some people, they, you know, create like a made up avatar, yeah. but yeah. for you, it's a, it's an actual real person. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. I can see how that would keep it personal. So, so where can people find you if they are interested in yeah. cultivating so we talked about one, um, the Beneath the Fig Tree Figs Community Facebook group. Um, that's where I tend to be most active. I have a Facebook page and an Instagram page. I'm going to be really honest. Don't go there because I'm not active there. <laughs> I want to be where I can be engaging with people. I want to have conversations. Let's have coffee together. I don't want to spit a bunch of stuff at you and hope somebody sees it. Like I want to have conversations. So the, the fixed community is the big one. Um, my website is beneath the fig tree.org. Um, you'll find the blog there are lots of resources. There's some really fun stuff there. I have a, a 10 day do something challenge for um, it's kind of a lot of times you'll want to you want to take some time and set apart and and spend with God and you just don't know what to do with yourself. So these are 10 ideas. They're fun, creative. Some of them are a little bit silly to get us outside of our seriousness. Um, It's a 10 day challenge of just 10 easy ideas to implement, to add to your um, devotional life. There's also the 119 Bible bootcamp that I've got in there um, and that's all free. So, and then obviously the scripture cultivations, if you want to go back and catch those, those are in there. So we've got the Facebook group, the website, uh, the Beneath the Fig Tree on YouTube is where I drop the videos that go with the challenge, the Bible boot camp, the scripture cultivations. Um, and honestly, YouTube's where I think most people are finding me just through the YouTube channel. Uh, and then I mentioned I have Facebook and Instagram pages, but I wouldn't go there because I don't go there very often. <laughs> just to be really honest. That's great. That's great. You know, one of the other things that I talk about with people that I'm coaching too, is to, you know, find the things that 
you don't have to do all the things. Nobody can do all the things and be all the places. Like mm-hmm. what is meaningful for you? And for you, having your Facebook page and your Instagram page is not where it's at. And that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> You're working a full-time job also on top yeah. of all the things. Yeah. But you found the place where your people find you. Yep. And it's YouTube and in your community and you're investing your time in there to do those things well. Yeah. And so I, I just love that. So I will put all the links in okay. the show notes where people can find you, but um, yeah, this has been helpful and fun and um, what a neat story and a re- neat resource that you have to, uh, to offer people. So thanks Rose. I appreciate yeah, it. You bet. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you found it helpful in your writing journey. Please take a look at the show notes for links and resources that were mentioned in the episode. I would love to continue the conversation with you on Instagram. You can follow me there at Amy Simon Writer. If you enjoyed this episode, I would love to hear about it. And you can help the podcast grow by subscribing and sharing it with others who might benefit as well. May you build a writing life that brings joy to you, glory to God, and benefit to others.